Bye. Bye. Christ. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Lunchbox TV's Creeping It Real. Uh, today we will be talking about Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass, only on Netflix. But before we start, let me introduce myself and the panel. Uh, my name is Alex, and I am joined by Lou. Hello. And Michelle. Hello. I don't know why I'm so sing-songy. Maybe it's the, 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 the gospel in me. The because hymns, there's so much, uh, Yeah, the hymns, yeah. I have to sing a little. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was, uh, this was a unique one because uh, prior to Midnight Mass, Mike Flanagan did uh, two ghost tale like haunted house stories that were they were pretty dissimilar but very similar at the same time because it was just haunted house stories yeah and this one was uh quite different so uh let's get some uh initial thoughts what did you guys think of this one i will start um because i'm very familiar with mike flanagan and the haunting series Bly Manor, Hill House, I, both of them are some of my absolute favorite things ever. Um, I'm, I really, really, really have like such a love for both of those shows. Um, I went into this one with really, really high expectations and expecting a ghost story. Uh, that is what I was expecting. And the first episode still had me thinking I was going to get a ghost story because we're not spoiling it, but there's a moment that I'm like, oh, that's a moment that has happened in all the other ones that leads me to believe this is a ghost story. And then when it played out not like that, I was so pleasantly surprised and shocked. I freaking adore this show. It is up there with the hauntings for me. Um, it's so, so different, but yet so similar. I think Mike Flanagan, at least in his shows, nails this like scary thing but it's also like this commentary about something else. So like the previous ones have been about family and like, you know, Bly Manor is a love story. And this one is really about like religion, grief, addiction, like a lot of different things. And in this horror story that just freaking is bomb. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm going to point out like, I don't know for the viewers, I'm not religious um, at all, but the show still really worked for me, even though I don't necessarily understand every religious moment I, I know enough to understand generally what's happening um as far as that goes um yeah uh, i love this it's my favorite thing from mike flanagan so far uh dr sleep being a close second it uh just to go off what michelle was saying like in the opposite way it hit me differently because uh, i was brought up catholic and not that I was super Catholic, but everything just kind of resonated with me. So the whole series was just was unsettling for me and, and kind of in a good way because I understood everything that they were talking about. Uh, yeah, this is I, I love this series. Yeah, I, I, I guess I should point out that I, I was also raised Catholic and uh, a lot of the, uh, the sermons and the messages kind of resonated um although i'm lapsed i i i, I suppose uh science maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh but yeah I'll, 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 it offered like great like uh introspective details and philosophical 
you know, m- moments uh, th- that made you kind of question and think for yourself while watching uh, the show. Uh, I, I, I will say, though, uh, it kind of kind of not really reminded me of Malignant in that it was, <laughs> oh, bear with me, bear with me, because I was thinking of Michelle for that one. Uh, because uh, James Wan made malignant and the expectations were like, oh, another ghost thing. But like James Wan did something like really different. And like, like not a lot of people like that. Like it it arguably didn't land. But this one, Mike Flanagan did something different. No spoilers yet. Uh, But like it did stick and it did really well. Uh, So probably because he didn't go off the wall and goofy. Yeah. He, he cut the cheese factor, but uh, but yeah, no, no, this is fantastic because it reminded me of uh, Salem's Lot, the, the Stephen King, uh, you know, movie and book and stuff. So it it, it had a lot of elements from uh, different horror uh, genres. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk series. Sorry, that was my phone. I put that on mute and uh, open it up because I need it for the name. So. Uh, Let's talk about the series overview. Uh, We're going to get into some spoilery stuff. Uh, But uh, here, let's go. So our main protagonist uh, at the beginning of the series is one Riley Flynn. Uh, He was just let out of prison for a uh, drunk driving, uh, I suppose a killing, uh, let's call it. And uh, he, he decides to move back with, at home with his family on this remote island, the population of like barely 100. It, it, it's a fishing community. And uh, while he's there, this, you know, cast of characters, it, it's as much as you would expect over there. Uh, but uh, one interesting thing in particular is that there is a father uh, that comes to the island who says he replaced uh Ma- monsignor i forgot his name monsignor but, pruitt pruitt yeah yeah pruitt he, he he says he replaced them uh and he's a new he's a new guy here father paul and uh, and he's young and hip and he's this cool dude he's he, he's really uh connecting with everyone uh some other funny stuff's happening on the island uh such as i'm sure it was michelle's favorite scene uh at the end of episode one an entire beach full of dead cats, the feral cats of the island were all killed. Uh, oddly enough, it's a big mystery. That could be because like that first episode, everything is normal, like like completely normal. R- Riley's maybe haunted, but, but but that's all psychological. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, that cat thing kind of came out of nowhere. Michelle, was that what you thought was oh, gonna yeah. be like the first thing? So yeah, okay. So the the two things in the first episode that I'm like, okay, weird ghost story. I'm here for it was Riley being haunted because the way that he saw the the girl that he killed in his drug driving accident was very reminiscent of the haunting shows. Um, just it the sounds yeah, were. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's the bent neck lady. Like this is this show's bent neck lady. So I thought there was something there, and then the cat thing honestly just broke me. Um, I said to both of you, I had to, I, I had to just take a break. Like I was not prepared for that literally at all. Um, and it's relatively graphic and I, I didn't know that I was so affected by animal death, um, particular little kitty cats, which makes sense having, you know, a cat and being a crazy cat lady. Um, but I wasn't prepared for that. So that just like 
hurt like it hurt me <laughs> so I had to take a break and then I literally uh had to search there there's a website for those who are you know triggered by certain things um called doesthedogdie.com where you can actually look for like the things that you can't handle and it'll tell you if it's in that movie so I did a little quick quick googling in there to make sure that there wasn't any more animal murder because I was so traumatized and it was fine after that and after that it was great but yeah, those two things made me believe, okay, it's a weird ghost story um, or witches because cats. That was like where my brain went. So I was wrong, but it was interesting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, it was okay. Only humans died horrifically, brutally, just absolutely devoured by, uh, by a monster. Yeah. Eh, it's all good. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody, nobody killed the mice. Yeah. There, there, but there was a I dog mean, that the- died in the second episode. yeah that that was that was but the cat like you see the dog happening do you know what I mean like the cat is just like bam it's there there's no warning you can't blink like I was not you know what I mean because like the dog's dying and in this scene it dies quite slowly so I'm kind of like doing one of these like okay is it over yet but but the cats it's just like bam cut to a cat on a beach and like zoomed into its deadness Michelle I'm gonna gatekeep hand in your horror movie card hand it in (laughs) hand it in Never. No, I'm joking. Never. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, I can like see uh, a man get chopped in half, but like, tell me there's a dead cat and I can't deal. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> uh, so on, on with the story. Uh, funnily enough, miracles start to occur. A uh, paraplegic girl, is she paraplegic? She, she can't walk, she's in a wheelchair, she got shot in the spine. Waist down, uh, kind of, yeah. Waist down, waist down paraplegic. Uh, she, I, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm done, guys. Uh, she, she begins to walk, and it's seemingly a, a miracle uh, performed by Father Paul, which is strange. There, there's a, an elderly woman uh, suffering from Alzheimer's on the island, uh, who, after every visit from Father Paul, her memory starts getting better and better. So, hmm, what's happening? And uh, I guess I can skip ahead to, to reveal what ha- what's happening on this island. And uh, Father Paul, who's young, was actually uh, Monsignor Pruitt, the old man, uh, old priest that was uh, previously on the island. And uh, he went to Jerusalem, the Holy Land, for uh, a mission. And uh, he got lost during a, a like some some sandstorm yeah. yeah 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 that, that, was, that was kind of weird he ended up in a cave where a quote-unquote angel of god uh well what did that angel do he sucked the blood out of his neck he slid his wrist and let the father you know drink from his cup so i i i, I suppose in a way and, and it brings up one of these themes of, of like religious interpretation and uh how some people get things wrong and they're, you know, they, they try to fit their, uh, you know, their square peg into a round hole. I got that one right. Uh, yeah, so, right, uh, Father Paul is on the island and he actually brought the angel with him because like little by little, the, the, the angel would, oh, but by the way, this angel is, uh, gets burnt up in, in, in the sun can't handle sun so so it's clearly a vampire story at this point and and uh the father paul is filling up the chalice with uh the the angel's blood 
and uh, giving it during communion to, uh, to, to the patrons of, of every single mass. So they're drinking it up, they're, they're becoming renewed, they're uh, like returning to their prime. Unfortunately, a pregnant lady by the name of uh, Ellie, Erin, Erin, she, her baby disappeared. Just go and, uh, okay, sure. And, uh, and yeah, so, so this is one night where I, I suppose it's the, the purge of, of the island where uh, the, the final episode, I suppose uh, the entire community, they're just going to turn into vampires or turn into uh, crusaders for the Lord. I suppose that that's the, the goal and uh, spread their, you know, their, their, their message, basically just infect everyone first on the island as vampires and then get off the island and, you know, mainland and turn everyone into to drink vampires. all the Kool-Aid. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's the Kool-Aid. So it doesn't work out. A uh, lot of deaths, actually all deaths. Uh, minus for two characters, the uh, the plegic lady Lisa and uh, the young lad. I think his name is Warren. And the so, altar boy, right? He was an altar boy. The altar boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Riley's younger brother. Riley's younger brother, yeah. So everyone else uh, succumbed to the same fate of like either just flat out getting killed on the island or burning into a crisp uh, in the sun. Okay. Uh, so, so that was the show. Oh, the 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 vampire. While she while she was a vampire, the angel, while uh, sucking on Aaron's neck, Aaron was like stabbing the uh, the wings, so that like you know to make flying impossible. Uh, but they didn't show the vampire's death. It just sort of flew away all slowly to the mainland. But uh, uh, the Warren. Uh, did say that it's like oh he's not gonna make it I don't think he's gonna make it but they never showed the vampire died so sequel possibility of a sequel possibility yeah uh, he did leave it uh, wide open for one okay uh, let's move on to the cast because the, the acting I thought was brilliant uh, of the show one in particular but I won't say who yet uh, but what would you guys think of the of the cast who's your favorite you know least favorite I have a very clear favorite. Because he's my favorite in everything he does. Um, it's Sheriff Hassan, played by Rahul Kohli. Um, he was my favorite character in Bly Manor. He played Owen the chef. And he was so good. He's so good in this role as the sheriff. And I feel so bad for his character because like, he's the only Muslim person on, on the island. And you know they give him a pretty, pretty shitty time about it. And they're really just so, Bev in particular, super rude to him. But I loved his story. I loved his character. The final moments between him and his son had me in tears. Like that, like I was, I was crying. Like I was legitimately crying over his death. I just, I was rooting for him out of all the characters. I don't know what it is. I just, I loved him so much. He's such a good, good guy. The way he interacted with Joe, like the alcoholic, the one who shot Lisa and like paralyzed her, like their interactions were so good. He was just like this, I don't like, I there's something in the messaging that like one of the nicest characters in this particular show was Muslim like that meant a lot I don't know it like resonated really well with me um so I adore him I adored him in this role so yeah that's my answer uh for me actually not to sound you know uh trying to have a favorite but they actually all did pretty well um they acted 
their roles to a T. Uh, I, in particular, because of her kind of like how she made me feel, just is uh, Samantha Sloyan, who played Bev. She was really good in, in how she just kind of, I, I hated her so much. And she's one of the, uh, uh, the worst villains I've ever seen because I know people like that. They're, they 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 exist. <laughs> they they mess with you mentally to make you think that their their side is the the right side. So um, I also love that uh, Flanagan uses a lot of the same actors. I, I kind of I, I appreciate that because once you get rolling and you get familiar or, or you get more famous you, you still use the same people it's kind of like not only as friends but as like thank you because you helped me out with whatever I did before uh yeah I, everyone's acting here was kind of on point for me everyone was outstanding uh, for me like like I, I did have a clear favorite and that was uh Hamish Linklater who played Father Paul like he was the linchpin of the series like everything hinged on him all the character and important character interactions uh, involved him. He was like the nucleus of this uh, compelling mystery, and he did an incredible job. And he evoked uh, the the, say, the the persona that I remember of you know a, a, like a priest of being very soft spoken and reserved and honest. Uh, I, I I suppose that that's the difference with this character. He's more honest than than trying to like. Uh, like like his interactions with with Ryland, so they're trying to fill his head in a meetings with like gospel. He he would just perspective, and and that's like I I, I suppose it comes down to like great writing uh, for for that character as well. So bravo. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk scares. Talk talk oogie boogies. Uh, so so the, yeah, the the show had what gore. It did have some jump scares. Uh, it had, um, stuff, uh, but yeah, that, that was like the, the extent of it and, and, and a big ghoulish creature that was pretty freaky. So, uh, I, can I start with my favorite scare? Absolutely. Because <laughs> literally I jumped, like, I'm like, oh, and, and there was no noise, but when Riley walked into the room where, where the, the angel was filling up the cup. And, he, and, and the angel just turns and just flies towards the screen. It's, it's like one of those internet videos that meant to shock you, but without the noise, it, it was just, and, and that was it. That, that one, it freaked me out. Yeah, great, great cliffhanger. I thought of you in that moment because it was, because you always mentioned because of the so noise, because sound. of the lack of noise. Yeah, because of the lack of noise. I'm like, I bet you Alex really likes it. I did, I did. No light, yeah. loud noises. My, my pristine ears were fine. <laughs> Yeah. I think I mean for me I I like there's jump scares there's gore I think the scary like the scariness that worked for me the most was like the psychological horror of it so to me the scariest thing was just how on board everybody was for what was going down so particularly the final like church scene where everyone's just like oh oh I'm gonna die and then be reborn sick I'm on board that like horrifying that, that was terrifying to me because like that's a thing like you know what I mean I've, I've heard I've read like articles I've heard about cults and such so it's like literally drinking the kool-aid um but seeing it kind of happen and seeing how everyone was kind of under the spell of this happening 
And I get how that could happen. Like, obviously vampires, whatever. I get how this could happen in real life. And that to me is like, that was so scary. And then the moment in there that just like scared me and upset me the most with my boy sheriff's son, Ali, like that hurt. That was really like, I felt so pained for him. And, but I also like understood why his son would do it. Cause if everyone's like, it's this peer pressure moment, everyone goes to church, everyone's doing it. Like, why wouldn't I? And then seeing like the results of that, that was terrifying. Like, that actually was like, oh my God, I was sweating. That whole, that whole sequence had me sweating. Uh, yeah, uh, to be kind of honest, uh, I wasn't really scared of the scares per se in this in this uh in the series uh the jump scares were really creative actually because you know how alex doesn't like because it, it gets you right away because you're like oh shit that just happened um but to me the scariest thing here was just like people believing in bev and i'm like god damn it bev just stop and um every every episode so she gets worse and she she uh gives her kind of propaganda and everyone's she got everyone to drink the Kool-Aid pretty much. So it was also really satisfying that when, uh, by the end, when everybody just accepted their, their faith, stupid Bev was still trying to dig a holes to, to escape the, uh, the sunlight. So uh, yeah, the scariest thing for me here was Bev because she's real. There's a Bev somewhere that's going to try and make you drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. But yeah, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a sign of like good horror if like the scares, like they come with you after you like, like, like you turn off the TV and it's still with you. That, that, that's the mark of a, like a good show, good horror, I would say. Uh, so uh, let's talk scenes. Uh, most favorite scenes and uh, least favorite scenes. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go least favorite first because that one's like so fresh in my brain and it's not the entire scene it's just like elements of it but it's the it's the death of Aaron Green so it's like she got bit by the angel and she's bleeding out and she's having this flashback moment to her conversation with Riley about what happens after death which I thought was great 50% of the way through that was just like it was such a long monologue and it kind of lost me. Like I, I was, I was on board. I was like, okay, this is so intense. Like I'm really getting it. And then it just like, it got a little too, like we are one with the universe. Like it kind of went in a direction. It was too long. It was just too, it was like, I don't know how long it actually was, but it felt like 10 minutes of her talking and it didn't work because this hasn't been like the whole show hadn't been a super like one character focus after the death of Riley, which happened pretty quickly. And even then he had been one of the main characters, but this is an ensemble show more than anything. But in that moment, it's like the Aaron Green show. And I don't, I didn't like it. That felt weird to me. I wanted to be having moments with each character as they're accepting their death. I would have actually wanted to know what was going on with like Sheriff or like the Flynn parents as they were like singing to each other and knowing they're gonna burn up in a second. I would have liked actually like almost like everyone to be confronting their death together and like cutting between all the characters or something else. Just not like 20 minutes of Aaron having a monologue about how she is dreams and dreams are life and life is a wish. And then it goes on and on and on and on in eternity, which is literally the line. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I just, it didn't, 
I didn't get it. Um, so that was my least favorite part. Like just cut that scene in half and it would have been great. Um, I'll let someone else say something. I need to think about my favorite now. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm actually gonna skip my least favorite scene because I had none. Uh, I was very invested in watching this and I can proudly say that throughout the seven episodes of this mini series that I did not look at my phone once. I felt it vibrate, but I just did aside and I was heavily invested in like the conversations and the, the monologues and everything. But my favorite scene was actually, uh, if you guys remember early on, maybe second, third episode where Fl- Flynn saw something in the storm so i, I mm-hmm. think it was the first episode right yeah first or second episode I yeah think it was, which, yeah first episode was pro- yeah the it was the first episode <laughs> and that just i don't know i guess the imagery of it was just was just really cool for me then he he was just like all right something's there i'm gonna go chase it like literally chasing ghosts uh yeah so that's my favorite scene no, I did not have a least favorite scene when we started, but 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 since Michelle brings it up, and and th- this was one of the problems I had with the series, so so, so I might as well. Some of the monologues and soliloquies, let's say they they're uh, they run a little long, or they just flat out seem out of place. Uh, like besides the one Michelle mentioned at at the very end of the uh, series, there's another one where uh, Sharif. Like, like it, it's a great story and, and, and like amazingly told, but like there was literally an emergency happening uh, where he was, I believe, talking to, I will find the cast name, the, the Island's doctor. Uh, he was talking to the Island's doctor about Sarah. like what's happening at, yeah, Sarah, at, at, at the church or like what's going on. And, and then he, he just talked about like, like, you know, the troubles being a Muslim. And, and like coming to the silent white ways there. And like, it, it's a great story, uh, pr- probably better suited for, for another scene, but I understand that like later on in the series, you, you need to empathize with them, but it still felt like, why are you, you know, talking so much right now? <laughs> you know, you're, you're the yeah. sheriff, you know? Uh, so, and, and, and there are a few other moments, like uh, there's a lot of that from Father Paul, but because he's supposed to be on his soapbox and stuff, and it's, it's acceptable, it's, it's, it's understandable. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't pick out a least favorite sort of same with my favorite scene. I can't really think of any, but I will just mention one that made me laugh uncontrollably uh, when the angel is like sucking blood. I forgot from who. I like they just start shooting at him and it's like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when Lisa and Warren find him in the dark, and then she's yeah. just like, "Let me pull out the gun." Yeah. It's just like, Ow. "I'm sucking blood." <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, that that it, it kind of puts it into his perspective how scary uh, he is, but it, it is just really funny. <laughs> okay, I do I do have a favorite scene actually. I'm very very confident in my favorite scene. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, it's Riley's death. Because at this point in the show, I was not expecting it. <laughs> I just remember watching it and being like, what? Because it's this great flashback. He's explaining everything. We get all this exposition and then it cuts to him burning. And you're just like, holy that crap. Was a, yeah, that was a great yeah. yeah, That's like the best jump scare that wasn't necessarily supposed to be like a jump scare. It's just like this shocking moment. And that like from that point on, the show kicks off. 
because you don't know everything until he explains it all. Like, cause then he gives you all of the information of like, no, it's, it's a vampire. And like, this is this, and this is what's going to happen. Everything's going to burn up, blah, 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 blah. And then from that point on, it's just like increased intention because that's when like everything starts to kick off truly. Um, so I thought that that scene was really good. Yeah. I expected then, like, him to Aaron's make it reaction. near the end. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of set it up at like the first two or so up, like, cause they kill him. I think, midway through they really do set it up like he's going to be like one of the main characters and then he's just like dead and they don't like they talk about it a little bit because so many things happen immediately after you don't really get to sit with that like oh he actually died moment besides the moment of Aaron telling his mom like no Riley's dead and the mom's like get out of here I don't believe you you're mean and that's crazy to me um but it was really really good so yeah that's my favorite with that said, uh, let's move on to our final thoughts and score. And if you would uh, so kindly as to rank it with, uh, with the other Mike Flanagan offerings on Netflix, if you can, the uh, Bly House and uh, or Bly Manor and Haunting on uh, Hell House uh, and Midnight Mass. So go ahead. Um, so out of five, I give this a 4.5 out of five. And in ranking it, I think Hill House is still my favorite. And I think this one is a very close second, second to being tied. Like it's this one and then Bly Manor's like right there, like right just a little bit beneath. Um, because I do, I, I love all of them immensely. But Hill House, I have rewatched many times and I will continue to rewatch many, many times. Um, whereas I, I will rewatch this one and I have rewatched Bly Manor, just not as much. I feel like upon rewatch, it's not going to be as fulfilling. Whereas Hill House has the hidden ghosts and that will always give it this like fantastic rewatchability. Whereas this one won't have that. So yeah, number two out of three. Uh, for me, this is his best. Uh, personally, this one is what kind of uh, hit me right in the feels. He had great use of like horror while using kind of having Christianity in atheism and, and Islam in the background. Um, so yeah, for ranking, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, my score for this is a perfect five. And this is number one, number two being Hill House and three would be Blind Matter. I will, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to side with Lou on this one. It, I, I mean, like four and a half or five, it's basically the same thing, right? It's like either near perfect or perfect. But uh, but yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a five. And as far as ranking goes, it, it, it's like, it's just like maybe tied with Hell House or, or a little better because of the themes that it explores. Uh, and, and by manner, I'd probably like, Bloop, bloop, bloop. I, yeah. I didn't really like it as, as much. It, it, it was good. It, it, it was solid. Uh, but yeah. I feel like the ranking of those, here's just my, my thought. Here's my, my theory on who and why people like the three differently. I think it's purely based, and this is whatever, purely based on how much you connect with like the theme itself, yeah. not necessarily the horror element. So like myself, like I connect with the Hill House thing because family is like a huge like, that I anything family related that's like my bread and butter I go to it family's super important to me so I super 
relate to and I'm terrified of family related things. And I think maybe for the two of you, that's why the religion one's up there because you have more personal connection to it. And then in last place for all of us is the love story. Oh, shoot. Um, Which could be could be someone else's like top because like finding romantic love and like that sort of thing is like their top tier thing. You know what I mean? I think that can affect how we connect because I think tonally and like the way Mike Flanagan does these three shows is so similar despite the themes being different the approach and the feeling I had watching all three is identical and I just think that's really interesting it's just based on like the topic he tackles yeah because I actually talked to one friend who has ranked uh Bly Manor as her top one like far and you know with a giant lead what a weirdo she doesn't watch this, right? Weirdo. No. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Uh, I, I, I will say this for Hell House. Like, like of, of the three Hell House, like, by far, like, in terms of directorial work, uh, Mike Flanagan's best. Like, like, there's so many Easter eggs. And, 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 like, that one episode where it's just, like, the one continuous shot was brilliant. It's incredible. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Mike Flanagan. He does it again. All right. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, that was uh, Midnight Mass, and uh, we love it. If you have uh, any opinions on it, if they differ or if they're the same, let us know. Uh, follow us on their socials, leave a like, subscribe, do all the good stuff. We're close to a thousand, and we're going to give out a awesome prize. Uh, just wait and see. Uh, yeah, I am Alex, and I've been joined by Lou and Michelle. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Christ. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>